Hello and welcome to the Travis Pepper Show. My name is Luke Pitkin. I am the moron for all intensive purposes, the guy on the artwork with the little white pointy hat on. That one's me. Um, for those of you that have never listened before and are thinking, what the fuck is the Travis Pepper Show? It's a podcast that was started by myself and Travis because Travis wanted to enlighten and educate me. So every week we set ourselves homework. We review books, albums, films, documentaries, inspirational people. Each week we go away, we set tasks and we come back back the following week to review them for our entertainment and hopefully for yours as well. This week we have two albums and a documentary. The documentary is a Netflix original, The Social Dilemma, where we discuss whether the big social media platforms are manipulating and influencing our behavior. And the two albums that we have are Biffy Clyro's A Celebration of Endings and Ruby Field's Permanent Hermit. Um, that's all. So get stuck into this week. Sit back, relax and enjoy. And Travis, my man, let's roll that motherfucking jingle, brother. If you sometimes feel like a moron Don't worry, we've got one too Because we're not that clever But we make it all up With our can-do attitude So if you like a bit of banter With me and this old wanker We've got just the thing for you We've got lots of content and it won't make sense. It's the Travis Pepper Show. We're all systems go. Thunderbirds are go. Um, Thunderbirds. off. Ah, oh, I remember Thunderbirds. I wasn't sad enough to watch Thunderbirds. We had um, it, we had two. What are they called? Uh, VCRs, so video, not DVD. Ooh, feeling super old. Uh, of Thunderbirds and so we had one that worked absolutely fine and then there was this other one and I don't know what was wrong with the TV but you had a choice you could either watch it um, without sound or right. you could watch it with sound and the picture's just going and just shaking around the entire time so oh God. <laughs> I think I watched it once without sound and once with sound and I still I don't know I was an easily amused child <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm an easily amused adult. <laughs> I'd probably sit and watch it now if we had it. Um, do you remember having to to rewind stuff? That's what fucking yeah. makes me think about that. Like, and it was the start we, you of had like to sit and rewind it. It used to go. Yeah, and it was it like the start of uh, 1990s family arguments or something. Like, you sit down to watch a movie, you put it in, and then it's the credits, and it's like, oh, who didn't rewind this last time? <laughs> <laughs> We've got to waste a whole two minutes sitting here and rewinding while it. While it. the tape, while the tape goes, man, we're old, bro. We yeah. are fucking old. Um, I owe you an apology for last week, recording the video incorrectly. I'm glad you saved the day. Um, no worries. Have I done it right again this time? Oh, I fucking hope I have. I don't think I have, you know. Um, well, maybe the audio... Did the audio have. sync up better last week? Yeah, the audio maybe synced that, up perfectly. Maybe that's because it's like the video... We usually mix your video with my audio, so if we if I send you the video as well, we'll sort it out. Yeah, and, uh, well, I got the video and I was like, okay, I'm going to do this for the YouTube, and then I was like, <laughs> oh, I was like... The camera's hanging around on me for a long time. Usually, like, <laughs> usually, like, switches between. I sat there 15 minutes later. I was like, fuck. I can't <laughs> upload this. Just, like, an hour of me. Um, so, yeah, apologies for that. But you saved the day yet again with yeah. your... Backup fancy. plan. 
Your backup plan. Yeah. When, when you sent it through, I was so happy because I was like, yeah, it don't, I don't just want clips and clips and clips of me on the social. Like it's not, <laughs> it's not ideal, is it? So, um, well, yeah, usually the clips that go on the you- socials are the ones that, uh, you end up laughing the most at. And so because, because you listen back and you're like, ha, 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 that was really funny at the time, you're also bursting into laughter as well. So I think, yeah, most of the clips on our socials are you saying something, me going like, basically, what the hell are you on about? And then you laughing. And that, that's basically our Instagram. <laughs> that's the only sketch we've got. <laughs> that's, our, that's basically our Instagram. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, made, we've made some friends, haven't we, on the Instagram yeah. recently? Yeah, I mean, we we like to make friends just in general, but um, yeah, someone someone got it. Some people have got in touch who who mm. who have given us some plugs, uh, recommended us to their their audience on Instagram. So yeah, I guess um, I guess there was more that we could do with this podcast, and that's actually uh, <laughs> market it in a way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So we made I've, some I've friends. Stepped up the gears. I've stepped up the gears recently because I was like, you have to populate your Instagram with like a few things before you go out and try and make friends. Do you know what I mean? Like I always feel like having a good person, like working out your personality before you go out and meet, make friends in yeah. real life. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like sitting in front of the mirror and saying, who do I want to be? Yeah. And like, and then pretty soon you'll realize you can't be who you want to be. That would exactly. just be shot down pretty quick. But no, yeah. I feel like when you've got like one or two posts on your Instagram mm. where people are like, okay, are they going to bother? I think we've got like 120 or something clips of me laughing, basically. <laughs> <laughs> 120 <laughs> clips of sarcastic comments from James and Luke laughing. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, um, but we've been invited to that thingamajiggy. Um, we've yeah. been invited to a like virtual networking Zoom call with other podcasters. Um, and we're going to be so replied. out of place. <laughs> Are you going to turn up in full leopard print? I was like so hoping you were going to rock up with like your glasses on, full leopard print clad Shh. on. <laughs> Don't spoil the surprise. <laughs> yeah, no one will be listening. No, no one on that Zoom call will be listening, so it's fine. Um, <laughs> but you said you were going to reply because we were talking about doing Tuesday mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and, um, you haven't, you said, you said I need to check whether I'm going rock climbing or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I never heard back from you. Well, uh, th- that's because, um, I, um, I didn't want to reply to you. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, so absolutely fair. Yeah, so that's it. So um, this is the this is the end of uh, Travis Pepper mentoring a moron because uh, definitely yeah, not. I don't want to. Definitely wanna not. That's to the biggest more. lie you've ever told. <laughs> I have too. I have too much fun doing this. Yeah. Yeah. But I uh, and, around and end up listening to uh, weird recommendations and reading weird recommendations too. Uh, yeah. So, but we've. Uh, yeah, we're like basically for our listeners, we're like really super popular now. So. Psh, yeah, we've made it, I guess. You're talking absolute tripe. That's the biggest load of tripe I've ever heard <laughs> in my life. What, what happens to we fake it till you make it? it. <laughs> Pardon? Fake, fake it, it till you make, make it. Yeah, no, I think there's a balance though, isn't there? Because I always like to push for more. So I don't think we've mm-hmm. made it yet. I think we've got a long way to go in our podcasting journey, which is do exciting. You, do you think you'd um, ever think we made it? Probably not. No, that's my problem though. Yeah. yeah. 
we need we just talking episode us. episode 100 and you still won't think it's good enough as long as we do as long as we do 100 episodes i'll be pleased with us because for me it's like putting in the effort like no matter what the results are as long as you do what you said you're going to do then that's fine. I like, you know, my mum had to tell me that as a kid because my grades were so shit. My mum was like, as long as you try hard. (laughs) (laughs) And this is God's honest truth as well. This is not even a joke. My mum's whole thing has always been, as long as you put 100% in, regardless of the results, like, I'm happy, okay? Like, as long as you've tried your best, it doesn't matter. And uh, But that's because she had the, uh, the the chief quality control in reserve, like, so she didn't have to care yeah. about you, so she had other hopes. No. <laughs> yeah, she did. And it was obvious from day dot who was going to be the brighter individual. It's not a hard <laughs> contest. <laughs> it's like genuinely not. Naturally, he's much smarter than I am. I will just I, I just work hard. That's all I've got in my locker. That no intelligence. Yeah. I just think if I do enough activity, eventually something's gonna happen. Um, it's what is it? The so, uh, a million monkeys on a million typewriters. Yeah, that's my mo- yeah, yeah, yeah yeah. That's exactly my method. Just in, keep bashing out something. In Moron Church on Sundays, you can go in and there's a banner <laughs> across the top, and it's just got loads of monkeys and typewriters. That that is the. <laughs> You know, you know, you got the, um, the, those big long tapestries, which, you know, show battles and stuff. And, uh, yours is just monkeys. That's it. In, in your church. Yeah. Just yeah, all yeah. There around, monkeys so. on typewriters. No, it's, it's definitely the way. So if, as long as we do a hundred, I'll be happy regardless of where it goes. I'll be happy. Um, but obviously, like if it gets loads of, if loads of people start listening and we get loads of love, then I'm not going to bat that away. I'm going to take that. I'm going to be like, yes, love me, people. I've spent <laughs> enough time. <laughs> I've spent enough time being a nobody, fucking doing nothing with my life, and now I'm going to be a moron mm-hmm. that professionally. Gets bullied. <laughs> i'm gonna be changing my linkedin you watch that <laughs> more more on it travis pepper podcast <laughs> i think that would be I'll brilliant tra- i be don't brilliant. i think because the difference is right the difference for you if, if people start calling you travis which they do like that's like another name that's okay. If people actually ended up starting calling me moron and I was known as moron, moron picking, <laughs> moron picking, <laughs> moron picking. Um, yeah, it's not great, but you know, it, I guess you could be called worse things as well, to be fair. So it's not, I'm not yeah. going to be too upset by that at all. Um, but anyway, let's keep going. Keep, keep loving us people. You had a friend that like binged us. Was it your mate who binged us recently? Yeah, it was. Yeah, ba- yeah the, but basically uh, he, he sent a few recommendations stuff. through as well. And he, he, he oh, works, um, so he works as a, um, like a 3D sculptor and uh, he's basically just at home sculpting away all day. So he's had us on in the background for, I think it was two days straight. <laughs> just nice. Like, yeah, Catching so, up. So he was like, this is, this is, this Love is awesome. That. So it seems to be as soon as love people that, catch up, they give us some recommendations. So if people have just okay. started, that might mean we get a load of recommendations down the line. Because I've had a yeah, lot but it's now. Fu- it's fucking difficult to catch up because the episodes are so fucking long, man. It's like, it's not a quick <laughs> listen, is it? Do you know what I mean? It's like most, 
I started a podcast, which I would recommend. Actually, no, I'm not going to say what it is because I'm going to use it as a recommendation. But I've started a podcast recently, which is uh, like 45 minutes. And it's so much like, you notice how quick it is to just whip through it. But then mm. at the same time, I'll sit and listen to a Joe Rogan of like two and a half, three hours when I'm working. So it's a tough one, isn't it? It's a tough one. But if people are going to catch up, there's this like... What, what episode is this? 19? So there's like a day's worth of content there. Like, it's mad. Yeah, basically. Who wants to sit and listen to us for a day? Me just like struggling around with life. It's, um, yeah, it's a hard thing to catch up on. And as we go further and further, it's going to be really tough for yeah. people to catch up. Yeah, that's that's why that's why we, we've now started introducing the podcast. So people, people can tune in on the later episode and not be like, what the what fuck is this? It's... What yeah. am I listening to? Which is basically what loads of people have done previously. They've gone, what are, yeah. what are we listening to? So, yeah, hopefully. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, I think we've covered off all bases because we've replaced episode one and then we've also now got these intros coming in. Like, mate, we are as professional as it comes. Stop us now. Like, we've got all <laughs> the bases covered. Eat um, your heart out, Joe Rogan. Eat your heart out, Joe Rogan. I, I, went, I, went, I went rock climbing this weekend. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, well, this that's, is annoying. That's cool, isn't it? Because Why? I was meant to go rock climbing multiple times last week and we had a little heat wave. And basically the first one time I was meant to go, the person texts me and goes, oh, it's a bit warm, is it? I don't really want to be, do we really want to be inside climbing at, at this time? And I kind of went, yeah, I do. What? Why? Why not? You like it. Yeah, because I like mm. it. And so then they were like, I, I went, okay, what, what do you suggest we do otherwise? And so they suggested something else. And I was like, it's fine. The next day, I'm going rock climbing as well. And then those friends messaged me and go, yeah, mate, um, yeah, it's a bit warm on uh, on Wednesday. So uh, you th- why don't we just chill out in the garden? It's just like, I think people just don't want me to exercise. This is my current theory. I think, Yeah. They just want to hold me Do you back. find it super exercise? I wouldn't say it's like super duper exercise. Mm. I'd say it's more technique than exercise. I think it depends what you're doing. What, what Did you do like top rope with a rope or did you just do bouldering or what was it you did? No, we just did, we just did bouldering. Yeah, that's more technical. And it was anyway. like, yeah, 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 yeah. It was technical. And that's one thing that did like get me because I went with the chief of quality control and I went with shelf head. Um, oh, so we went cool. as a little three Um and um, the the walls are like, I don't know, what, like 20 feet? They're cut 20 feet max, maybe? Like max, 20 yeah. 20 feet in height. Yeah, they're like, you know what I mean? And you climb it without a rope and you get in there and then you do the first ones and then obviously it's all like different grades, isn't it? So mm-hmm. it's like the easy ones. So like got the easy ones done and then it gets harder, man, and it gets fucking tough. It gets real tough real quick. Yeah. Um, you You kind of end up being like... I was knackered within about an hour. Well, I say knackered. My my hands and my fingers just had enough by an hour and a half. I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah, obviously yeah. I'm not built for. I've not done any of that before. Exactly. So my little fingers. My little my little fingers hurt. <laughs> <laughs> your pet your petty pinkies. Yes. Yeah. Um. So they they hurt. But my brother was like, uh, he he was making me laugh because he was like, you're uh, you have to do twice as much work as him. Well, fir- well, first of all, right, this is, this is, this is, this shows you how much faith he's got in me. The okay. ge- this was a genuine, this was a genuine piece of advice, right? He said, 
wear some shorts that your bollocks won't fall out of. That was the first thing that you said. And you went, no. (laughs) (laughs) My bollocks shall be free. They need to be Um, free. One smaller than the other. So you've got to have them loose balance. I did genuinely, this was the thing. I was like, who are you to say that to me? Like, come on, give me some credit. Like, and he was like, dude, you've done it before. And I was like, oh yeah and i completely forgot that i'd been in a situation before it's not that interesting a story to be fair and it's why we why do we talk about my testicles (laughs) my testicles every (laughs) week as well this needs to stop yeah that's true and he brought up but no i did have an incident once at the gym where i was wearing short shorts like little runner shorts and i didn't have any pants with me and i just thought i'd be fine like they had like a little netting in them and I went to the squat rack and I was like, this will be fine. This will be fine. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. <laughs> and Tweedledum and, uh, and Tweedledee popped out to say hi. <laughs> the long and short of it is, yeah, I did. I don't want to know how long or thought, short it is. Just, just. Move on. <laughs> this is, no, but, yeah, that's the story. But um, I was like, yeah, it's not going to be okay. So my brother reminded me of that this weekend that actually, yeah, it is a sensible thing to suggest that I wear shorts that my testicles can't fall out of. And I, and, and I did um, wear shorts that they couldn't. But he was also saying Blimey. that... Round of applause. Well, fucking done. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, but, 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 but he was basically saying that there's a technique to climbing, obviously, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And it helps if you're good with technique. And he was like, you were quite good at climbing, but your technique was so bad, but you just had the force of the upper body to like kind of somehow haul yourself up. Does that yeah, make don't, sense? Don't, don't want to brag, but uh, yeah, I don't even need to. No, that's, I just, it wasn't, meant, it wasn't just, meant to be a brag. It was, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't, it Luke, wasn't Luke meant to be a brag. Luke doesn't even use his legs when he climbs. He just holds on with his hands. No leg work at all. It's because I ne- it's because I skipped leg day at the gym. I've got these <laughs> scrawny little legs. Just like <laughs> you're, scuttle you're, up. You're like a nail. You're like got little pins and you can just hammer you into the floor. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't meant to be a brag. It was more meant to be taking the piss out of my poor technique, but then you've somehow spun it into a brag, which I can see now yeah. how you've done it's, that. It's more it's, it's, it's more your stubbornness as opposed to uh your you're you're yeah. just like, no, I'm not coming down. Keep going. He was basically like, you looked like a complete mess, but somehow you still made it to the top. That was kind of... <laughs> and That's that was it. kind of the gist. That's brilliant, because I've watched these... Um, so there's this uh, uh, climber on YouTube who who does all these different challenges. Like, he, he faces off against uh, people who've done, like, Ninja Warrior before, and he's a professional rock climber, and he's absolutely mad. And a lot of the times, uh, they've got a group of them, and one of them's just a power lifter. And he occasionally just pops up in certain episodes to just give it a go. And it's always just like professional climber versus bodybuilder. Let's see how they do. And then like, you could just, (laughs) this professional bodybuilder is just like gripping on for dear life, but he's just so heavy that he can't pull himself up. And then you got the climber who's just like two fingers in, pull himself up, easy. So. Yeah, so weird. Like how you would pull yourself up with two fingers is beyond me. You know, like when you get into the real nitty gritty, some of those handholds are really small, and I'm like, "Fuck, how do you do that?" Yeah. That's mad. Um, but you, you, what have you been doing? Anything? 
Oh, wait. <laughs> I realized I got caught out with this question last time, so I've actually got my calendar up. <laughs> <laughs> Just because I was like, I was like, let's have a look at my calendar. So I brought it up and then I looked at it and it's literally got all of the rock climbing events that I just didn't do last week in there. Oh. Apart from I had a, I had a little German exam um, oh, on yeah. Friday uh, where they assessed. What's uh, her name? Um, exam. Yeah. That, that, oh, that's, it, it's okay. it's a German I for. That was um, co. It's, yeah, it's the German version of um, Samantha. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> silence, <laughs> silence for yeah. longer than there should be. Yeah, <laughs> that was bad jokes. I was, was, was going to see I, how I, long I, we'd <laughs> leave it. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, carry on. Yeah, yeah. So I did. I did. I, I got a little, a little phone call, and they, um, they tested my German to see because I'm going to start my lessons again soon. And they needed to see how good I was. And they went, oh, we think you're at the, you could be at this level, but we recommend you do a bit of catch up beforehand. And I was like, well, what, okay. do you, what do you mean? And they went, well, you got a lot of that level right. But you also got a lot of the level before wrong. Um, so, so I'm quite inconsistent, apparently. So I was like, you know what? Fair enough. Um, yeah. So looking forward to starting those again. And um, yeah, then we'll just start doing the podcast in German. Easy. Easily oh, done. Oh, God. Can you mm. imagine? We well, don't have many German listeners, do we? We've got a couple. No, uh, a surprising amount. A, a surprising amount of German listeners, actually. But did you actually yeah. ever learn a language at school? Uh, did I learn a language? Um, we were pushed towards French. Okay. Uh, so French is what I did. Um, I wouldn't say I have any real capability <laughs> in French. If I am brutally, brutally honest. Really? Um, but you, yeah. you strike me as such a well-traveled, multilingual man. I think. Ah, uh, uh, no. Your English I, my, vocabulary my friend, is so friend. good as well. Do you think? No. no I, 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 oh. <laughs> I got excited for a second. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I've got all sorts of words that I can use. I, I thought you were comparing me to uh, Russell Brand. Um because he's got, like you said last week, a fantastic use of vocabulary. Yeah. Um, and and he's, uh, but no, my French has never been good. But mm. um, why? What is there? Is there something deeper in this? Are you setting? Are you setting this up for a reason? Uh, no, absolutely not. Oh, right, okay. No. <laughs> oh, well, but I'm trying to eliminate certain subjects, and I think eventually, by the end of the season, we might be able to work out what subject you were, were good at at school. Um, um, I won't uh, What did I do well at? I well, well, sports was my best sport that I did. Like sports were your best sport. <laughs> Is that what I said? You said sports, sports my... were the best sports that you did. <laughs> Luke Pickin, you know, I like sports. <laughs> <laughs> Go sports. Um, no, I just, I didn't want to admit sport because it's like kind of plays into your narrative of like me being crap at, anything that ha that actually i have to write down words for um, <laughs> <laughs> you've just, just been bragging about your sport all episode you're like oh i just pulled myself up off the climbing wall yeah i was amazing Mate. at sports at school i yeah. am i am so bad at sport well i'm not so bad at sport but i'm not great at sport um what? but yeah 
my the chief if you want someone that's bad at sport chief of quality control is bad at sport okay right because when we were when we were in um i surprised myself when we were on holiday this year and we played that game which was basically something like ultimate frisbee with a tennis ball in the sand with no rules and um i was playing that and I was uh, I was catching all of these. I was I was succeeding at all of these catches. You was, you was catching was like, the ball. Was you? I was catching the ball, and I was there going like, I've never been good at catching. Like I've been never been good at catching in my life. What has happened? Where has this hand-eye coordination uh, been coming from? And I'm pretty sure I got a really really nice goal. And I turned around, and the expression on my sister's face was just like, wow. did not expect that. <laughs> This is not in character <laughs> for this guy. But you get the same kind of reaction that I would get if I walked into Dungeons and Dragons with your friends and knew all the rules. I'd get yeah, that same yeah. <laughs> and uh, there are rules to that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I thought um, it, I thought it was made up. I thought it was kind of like fancy made up. But yeah, you did all right. Like I don't think any of us in that group are athletes, are we? We're not. We're a bunch of average Joes, really, if you think about it. (laughs) (laughs) But if we were to if we were to divide into two halves, athletes and non-athletes, I don't think I'd be in the athlete side for for sure. Um, I would like to say that your assumption is accurate. I wouldn't put you in that. (laughs) I would. I wouldn't put you in that. Cheers, mate. Thank you. No, you've got other traits and you're good for other things, but sports is not your um, forte, shall we say. I'm good at reviewing things on podcasts, maybe. Ah, is this your segue? Maybe. Is this your little (laughs) segues? Ha, 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 ha. yeah. Before before we do that, can I blow my nose? I'm really sorry. I've got to do that thing. Go on. Is it stuck up your shorts? Also... Do you want me to? Do you want me to? No, I haven't got any tissues in here. I'm gonna have to roll your shorts down. I don't want to see Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, you want to see my sign I've got that says "Go Luke." You've got a sign that says "Go Luke." Yeah, Do I'm you really need ball. that much motivation? <laughs> <laughs> go Luke! Go Luke! Go Luke! <laughs> He's got a sign. I'm assuming this is your mate. This is your, this is your mate with um, David Bowie makeup. And you, yeah, I'm going to leave that there for you to look at whilst I go and quickly get a tissue. Oh my gosh. He's got a sign that says, Go Luke, with his mate with David Bowie lightning bolt across his face. I don't know if it's, this is, I don't know if this is a sign that's meant to be encouraging Luke or just telling him to go away. I don't know. Like, the kind of sign that you'd have as a, as a neighbour uh, when Luke's being particularly annoying, you could just wave this above, above the um, the fence instead, and uh, you know try and get rid of him. Um, yeah, but you know Luke's good for some things because uh, this sign isn't as good conversation, I guess. But at least he didn't stand up with a snotty tissue shoved up his um, his shorts leg as well. That was a bit weird last week, if I'm perfectly honest. Um, so. But uh, yeah, last week, what did we do last week? Last week we reviewed uh, two things. I think it was Russell, Russell Brandon Conspiracy. And this week we've got a leftover that we were meant to do last week. So we've got three things. We've got uh, two albums and we've got... Just thinking, do you reckon that I can do the rest of the podcast with the sign behind me? I was just describing how much better looking it was, but... What? Um, uh, see, that's Josh and Josh is the tall dark and handsome one of the group 
I thought I, I sure. thought you were going to say he's the one that could tuck his penis inside himself, and then you just out him right now on YouTube. This give away the identity. No, 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 no. That's not Tucker. I call him Turkish Bin Man. He's uh, the Turkish Bin Man. He came to he came to my birthday party. You've met him before. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I think I remember. He, but he I was came just, to my birthday party. You've definitely met him. Fair enough. I was just telling people what we uh, what we will be reviewing this week. So we got two. Okay. Two albums, and we also have a documentary, a Netflix original. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, should we say just what which what these all are actually before we go for it? So, the documentary is from oh, sure. Netflix, and this is the uh, the social media dilemma. Um, okay, we've got two albums. One by um, from our random Australian uh, guy, which is Ruby Fields with Permanent Hermit. And the other one yep. is Biffy Clyro, and what's the, what's, what's the what's the album name? The album name um, is uh, a celebration of endings. Yeah, okay. Not an unfortunate. What were you going to say? An unfortunate scene of events. No, <laughs> 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 I knew it was en- <laughs> the album by Lemony Snicket. Yeah. <laughs> I, I i knew it was endings and i knew it wasn't happy because i've called it a happy ending and it wasn't that so i was going with unfortunate instead of happy but it's a celebration of endings correct yeah um which one are we going to go for first? i wouldn't have also, been surprised if you called it pork scratchings to be honest so <laughs> biffy clyro pork scratchings <laughs> <laughs> oh dear uh, um so also, do we want to said the social you said the social media dilemma. It's I, I've got it as the social dilemma. I don't know. If it I've, makes okay, much I got confused because I had the German title, which was something social okay. media. So I was, I was yeah, like, on the English Netflix, it's the social dilemma. Cool. Yeah, because I was just like, am I? Ro- <laughs> I've seen this advertised. It's got a div. So it wasn't just like a word for word translation. It was they changed the title phrasing as well. So I was just like, really hope yep. I'm watching the right thing. Right um, thing. But yeah, we'll okay, find out cool. What are we, we going to go for first then? Try do we want to leave the music to last or do we want to sandwich a nice bit of documentary in between two musics? Oh, I don't give, I don't give a monkey's. Do you not? Okay. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm excited to talk about um, all of them. No, I don't know. Pick one. Okay, so we left I'm Biffy Clyro. Biffy Clyro we were meant to do last week. So let's start with that one in case okay. things go wrong. Okay. That yep. makes sense. Um, so, Biffy Cairo, uh, A Celebration of Endings. Now, this is an album that uh, is new. It's this year, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Is that correct? This is an album that is new. <laughs> <laughs> no, what I was going <laughs> to say was that I've not really kept an eye on these guys since 2010 neither um when mm. they did only revelations was it yeah. only revelations revolutions yeah and, they smashed um, onto like the mtv kerrang and all of that with only revelations and then they just they, they've i've seen them on like festival lineups as the headliner and i'm just like oh yeah biffy clyro i remember them i didn't realize they were still releasing stuff and yeah, yeah. missed them okay and then well, I yeah, I I didn't realize they were, but then when you look, they've actually been releasing stuff the whole way through, haven't they? So yeah. they've got other bits and pieces in there. Um, saw these guys at Glastonbury actually. Oh, nice. Two thousand and uh, in two thousand and ten, the year that album came out, uh. it was, I was proper. 
I was proper chuffing myself as well because um, when we were walking into the festival, mm-hmm. um, I saw they they along the you know they have those big walls that stop people from climbing in, or they're supposed to stop people from climbing in. The walls were full of all. But the you album could climb covers. in because you don't need the technique, so you could easily climb in. No, yeah. just scrambled up like a little <laughs> beetle. Uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that's the noise I made as I went over. <laughs> Luke, Luke is now a cartoon. Um, I'm now Mario. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm now going to imagine you telling this uh, festival story as a pixel. So this is you scrolling across the screen. So I'm walking along. Yeah, yeah, that's perfect. I'm walking along and in the background of your pixelated screen, there is all of the different albums and there was like Mumford and Sons and like all all of them. And uh, then I saw the Biffy Clyro one and I was like, that's odd because I've not seen them on the lineup. I was like, that's definitely Biffy Clyro's album. And I was mm-hmm. like, I've not seen them on the lineup. So we get in there and I'm like, look at the lineup. I'm like, there's no Biffy Clyro on, on here. And then on like the sun, oh, I'm going to say it was the Sunday afternoon, there was like a special guest over on the park stage. And I was like, this has to be them. Like, yeah, we've yeah. got to go. We've got to take, we've got to take a punt on it. And, um, we went and sat on this hill that's called like High Hill and mm-hmm. then people were just passing joints around. It's quite a cool little place to sit and stop and uh, you can see the park stage and I was like, yeah, let's just sit up here and chill out and watch this. Like we, I think we might be feeling a bit sorry for ourselves anyway. But um, Sunday afternoon, yeah. All checks out. Yeah, like we'd been there since Thursday or something. So we, I think we needed just a breather to start with and then it was them and they, nice. and they came on and I can remember ringing Michael Fish and um, I rang Michael Fish. <coughs> Sorry, I got something caught my throat. <clears throat> yeah. Um, Michael Fish is, is my father. Uh, he was also at Glastonbury. So I rang, I rang Michael Fish and I was like, dude, where are you at? And he was like, oh, I'm currently watching the Scissor Sisters. I was like, no. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, get your ass over here. Fuck the Scissor Sisters. And he was like, where are you? We were like here. So he came and sat with us. And uh, yeah, nice. it was quite cool. We sat and yeah, very cool. Very yeah. cool. So I... All in all, I think the album. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not smoking a, I'm not smoking about the album at all yet, am I? <laughs> all in all, I think the album is crap. <laughs> uh, moving on. Um, no, so the other thing that I, I mean, I've got to uh, just talk about this. Do you, do, you, do you know where Biffy Clyro got their name from? Because this is something. They, they, they said in an interview once where they got it, but then they've also said that it was a lie. And it's about oh. the... Um, they were trying to think of a name and that uh, someone had a Cliff Richard pen, uh, which was known as a Cliffy Biro. So they just swapped the front and last, the, the first letter of each word around to make Biffy Clyro. Um, which is that true or not? I don't know. They said it was how okay. the name came about originally and then they also didn't. So. Because I've been telling people that story for years and I was like, this is the time I should probably fact check it because I've just been aimlessly telling people <laughs> and it might be complete and utter bollocks and i was like this is my chance to to do it i like and how yeah, your, fact check is, your fact check is asking 10 me 10 years later <laughs> <laughs> um and and they did uh, and yeah the story that he says is they used to they used to um think up imaginary cliff richard merchandise products um so they thought of things <laughs> like cliff richard coat hangers cliff richard jesus dolls uh, as he's a christian singer and then obviously the pen, which quite rightly you said would be a Cliffy Biro and then it became Biffy Clyro. So um, I thought that was cool. Mm. Anyhow, um, 
Oh yeah, I've got another note as well. The one other thing that I always feel sorry for with Biffy Claro is um, they experienced one of the, they've been the victims, I would say, mm-hmm. of one of the most disrespectful acts that have ever graced the music industry in my mind, personally. Um, okay. Cool. All right. And and that was when, now this really annoys me, that was when Matt Cardle, do you, know, do you remember him? Was he, he sounds like an Matt X Cardle. Factor guy. He won the X Factor. Yeah. And he sang Many of Horror and he released it. Yeah. And he called it When We Collide. And that really pissed me off. I couldn't deal with that. What? I really couldn't deal with that. Yeah. Do you it, not, does it not annoy you? They call it, he called it the wrong name. Yeah, he called it When We Collide. He, it's exactly the same song, it, but shitter. Like, honestly, mm-hmm. I, I put it on, I, I went and looked, at, looked it up on Spotify. It is so bad. I listened to about 30 seconds. I've like, been this. But um, he's called it When We Collide rather than Many of Horror, which just pisses me off because if people search it, they'll never see Biffy pop up because he just pops up oh. on the search. Oh, wow. That's even more annoying. But maybe they, maybe they, that's what I'm saying, but maybe they wouldn't want to be associated with it because it is that bad. I don't, yeah, maybe, maybe they were just like, yeah, you can cover the song, but by hell, you're not getting the fucking name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, call it something completely different. Anyway, sorry, I'm not, I know that I'm kind of... You're having a 10, ramble, but it's all right. In, ...into my review, and I've not actually done anything as of yet. Um, so, North of No South is the opening track, isn't mm-hmm. it, right? Yep. And and you know what? They, this Biffy Clare album um, looks fresh, like the album artwork. Is that Shakespeare knocking about on there? On the That's not Shakespeare. It looks like it's... it's Galileo, is it? Is it Galileo? Mate, if you've just plucked that out of the air and that's right, that is, that is knowledge. Clara. It's got some kind of historical figure who's got paint across his face. It looks cool. I like it. Um, I what, what I've said about the opening of North of No South is that mm-hmm. I like the kind of opening sound that they have when the riff, the opening sound of the music. Yeah. But the bass guitar in that track... I really struggled with because I found it really kind of like distorted and heavy. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Um, yeah. But on the whole, I thought, yeah, this is quite, it's quite a good opening track. Um, I wasn't sure, as I say, if I was on, on board with the bass guitar, but then I quite okay. liked how that like th- three minutes into the music, they kind of break the whole thing down and it becomes quite, atmospheric mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I, th- I felt like the i felt like the whole album had a very kind of i don't know if that's the right way to describe it but very atmospheric mysterious kind of sound to it um it was kind of like spacey to me but yeah oh I yeah i don't know if you picked up that vibe at all they have uh, the, the the north of no south is very fluctuating dynamics so the so it has that big that, that that guitar opening, then the big, big opening, and then it switches to the verse with dials everything back and it's got, like you said, that ambient thing. And so Biffy Clyro, yeah. they're generally quite a dynamic band as well. Like they go like from loud to really quiet and soft parts quite uh, suddenly, which makes them quite entertaining live as well. So well, whilst you've mentioned that, I think one of the things that I felt that they missed with this album was the dynamics between the different tracks. Now, I really like the only revelations album because i find that they've got some heavy tracks mm-hmm. they've got some really soft tracks they've got some really in-betweeny tracks 
And I like that variety that they usually have. Yeah. And I felt like within, within the songs, they do have that. But I felt like in this album, the songs are all of a, a similar mold. So if you don't like the vibe at the start, mm-hmm. I would say the album's not going to be for you personally, because mm-hmm. I feel like they're pretty consistent throughout this album with the feel and the sound and the makeup of the songs. Okay. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm speaking. Do, do, do you disagree or? Um, I would say there's, uh, quite a bit of var- a variation on the album, especially if you look back to like the earlier albums, like um, before Only Revolutions, it was very just simply grunge, but with a couple of nice hooked songs in there. But I feel like they pushed the boat out in this because I think later in the album, there are some things that they tried where I didn't particularly like um, mm-hmm. stuff that's maybe sounded a little bit too electronic and poppy, which could have sounded better on guitars but overall i thought there was quite a bit of variation in the album so okay so i might, I might be wrong there um I've, I've written down weird leisure as a track that i liked mm-hmm. um because i mean i'm, I'm getting really cool guitar riff at the beginning and i also like the breakdown that they have there where it's like you're busted into pieces you're busted into pieces mm-hmm. you've polished off your cocaine and yep. um, i really liked the way that that breaks down and then obviously i'm assuming that weird leisure is taking drugs like is that weird leisure is that what they're talking about there don't know um, actually don't know i didn't think too but, much about but a couple of yeah, I like to think about those kind of things. So weird leisure, like, as I say, in those lyrics, it says you're busted into pieces, you've polished off your cocaine, your face is fucking numb, I can see the fear in your heart. Mm-hmm. And that's the bit that I really liked. So I was like, that's cool. That's That kind of brings some variety to the song, brings some contrast to the track, um, which I thought was cool. Um, although I have written down... Like it's not, it doesn't get me. I didn't find it get it, that it was getting me vibing. I found that it was quite, um, quite sorrow and quite downbeat, quite minor. Um, a little bit like weirdly, it made me think about the Black Keys album that we reviewed and how he was going through a breakup and how you could feel right. through his songs that everything was kind of a little bit woe me and a little bit feel sorry for me. Right. I got that vibe with this album. And I feel like Biffy Clyro have got a cheeky, chappy side that doesn't come out in this album. Oh, okay. Um, again, please. Not even on like, uh, to... Tiny Indoor Fireworks. Hey. That's the uh, that's the next track, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's the one that after Weird Leisure. I can't, I'm not going to lie to you. I can't remember. I can't remember that track. I can't remember it off the top of my head. It's, I think it's like the most upbeat one. It's got, it's kind of got a bit of punk rock vibe. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. It's the starts with the, uh, hey, yeah, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. Okay. The, the guitars and the drum fills. I have written, at- it f- feels a bit more upbeat, this track, but I can't, if I'm brutally honest with you. I should have listened to this again because it's weird that I've done this one and then I've done What's Her Chops, Ruby Fields. And so that's yeah, yeah. fresher, that's fresher in my mind. What's Her Chops. <laughs> oh yeah oh what's the chops yeah yeah just obviously <laughs> um but like i i i my favorite track by far from this album um was space, space. i really liked space yeah that's um, the one that's kind of it starts quite ballady and builds it it is very ballady um it's 
a lot lighter and a lot slower and it's a lot softer and it's a love song mm. so for me for me it's a song that you wouldn't i don't think stereotypically say would be appealing um i like do you know what at the start when it's i'm taking space, a back like <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the not transformation, working the transformation this- of the moron is complete <laughs> This album has not worked how it was meant to. You've you've done it you've done it wrong. You've listened to it wrong, Luke. <laughs> have, have I? Yeah, I, no. I, I feel like I feel like I might have. Well, I, I got this one wrong because when it was called Space, I thought it was about outer space. I thought it was about solar systems. Um, and why are you looking at me blankly? But do you no, know what I think? It's. I think that's an easy mis- thing to assume. It's quite orchestral. If I mean, if you're not listening to the lyrics, then space yeah nice big orchestral sure yeah 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 and and that's what i was getting and then what i thought was clever is that when he says he's talking about there's always a space in my heart for you okay Mm -hmm. so he's talking about the space in the heart that he has for this person that he loves and then he follows it up with i'm caught in your gravity which spanned my head. I was like, dude, are you talking about outer space or are you talking about space in your heart? Because you're fucking me over here. Like, That's part of the magic. <laughs> and I still sit here today not knowing which is which. Was it, what is he was it, was it really that confusing? Okay. Well, I just really read into it. I was like, this is about space. And then he says, no, I'll, I'll follow the light to your heart. There's always space in my heart. I was like, oh my God, it's about space in his heart. Mm. And it says, I'm caught in your gravity. Um. So... Yeah, I, I weirdly, like I say, that was definitely my favorite track on the album. Okay. Um, and, and then end of, again, it came back to me for, it came back to me, end of brought me back to the opening track. Um, mm-hmm. North of No South, like the same kind of feel with the same kind of, um, heavy distorted bass guitar that I don't just don't, kind of didn't sit well to me. Um, I find but, that so strange because that was, th- that heavy distorted bass guitar is, basically only revolutions yeah, that's that's the kind of been their characteristic for quite a long time now i don't that's quite, feel that's like quite it was as gris- i don't think it was quite grisly it's quite as grisly and it and it mm-hmm. isn't because you, you have things like um in bubbles if you talk about bubbles that's mm-hmm. very poppy so yeah how do you feel of things today mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like you you're feeling all the bubbles and I, I, I'm running around, I'm trying <laughs> to pop them all the time. Like, I'm just thinking, yeah. there's a girl, da, 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 da. she's down by the river in her own creek. Is it in there? Is it in there? I don't know. I don't feel like it is as heavy. I just felt like this, this album mm-hmm. kind of was more on top of me and I wasn't like, as it might have been the guitars as opposed to the bass, Maybe but like how it's mixed together. Because because I did find the guitars were a bit more gnarly uh, than like I plugged in my speakers and I thought my speakers were broken on one of the tracks, so I had to double check on another. That is thick such track. a good description. I thought must that is so good. What you've said there now is it is it's like the gristliness of the guitar is almost like it's like. I thought it was the bass mm. guitar. Maybe it's the guitar, but it kind of yeah. makes you almost feel like something's popped. Yes, I agree. <laughs> okay, do you know what I mean? Right. And that's yeah, yeah. And that and that's what kind of I just didn't like. And I don't know if that's the production. I don't know if that's. Um, I don't know if that's the production. I don't know if that's the way that the guitar's been distorted. Like. But that just didn't sit right for me. Although okay. I. I did like the ending track as well. Um, Cop syrup. Yeah. 
I liked Cop Syrup at the end. Um, I that was a bit mad that track. I like I like yeah. I like the madness, and I like the fact that it was six minutes, and it was just a long kind of end to it. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was interesting that they'd gone for the big ending at the end rather than the big ending at the start. That's what Black Keys well, did. Well, you, 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 you see the, the issue with having a big ending at the start is it means you have a very, very short album. What do you mean? If the ending is at the start. You've, lo- you've lost me. What are you talking about? Because you said you, they went for a big ending, which is at the end of the album, and you can't have yeah. an ending at the start of the album. Well, oh, you know what I mean? Like, that <laughs> type of... Oh, fuck you. <laughs> Um, but do you know what? Do you know what this album did do for me? Mm-hmm. It made me have more respect for you as a human being. Okay. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because, because A, I don't have a lot of respect for you. No, I'm joking. I do. <laughs> before, before I get any more hate mail about how much stick I give you, fucking hate you, Travis. Um, no, I, I don't have, res- I, I had respect for you in the sense that you this week you could have played a dead sir winner into the podcast and you could have scored a point easy mm-hmm. you could have picked you could have picked the album that would have been a surefire step into the the playlist um and you went for this album and you took a gamble and i'm like okay i've got a little bit of respect for him for doing that like you know <laughs> he's he's not as spineless and pathetic as as i thought he was <laughs> Um, <laughs> so I, I liked wow. that. Um, but for mm-hmm. me to, to be honest with you, like if I go back to, would I sit and put this album on again? No. Is it the worst album we've had? No, but it's not something that I would go back to. Unfortunately, it just, there wasn't right. enough in it for me to, to go oh. back to it. I apologize, um, profusely. So do you know what? Yeah, I, ju- I just I've been didn't... I've been binging Biffy Clyro since since the recommendation, like everything of theirs I've liked before. I, I watched their, their I listened to their live uh, uh, transmit festival in uh, yeah Glasgow, bloody amazing. And then uh, you rem- you you turned me on to uh, uh, like a match. Is it like yeah? Match that's match? a great track from Plastic. Puzzles, isn't it? Yeah, really. Who's got the match? Old. Yeah, who's got and the match? Was, uh, um, who's got a match? Yeah, who's got a match? Yeah, that's a great track. That's one of my favorites. So yeah, I think they I think Biffy Clara are now they're, they're a greatest hits in that band now. They've got so much good stuff like across so many. So albums. interesting. I need to go back and do all of it. But where would you put this album if if you've been through all of them? Where does this album rank in that order? Um, only Revolutions is the best one. Puzzles next, and I think they would be my top two. Um, their Black and Sky, which is their first album, I'd put third, and then I'd probably put uh, the latest album. Okay, but so then again, I am still riding. I'm still riding the high off like it being new music that I'm listening to. Um, mm. oh, but that said, Ellipsis was kind of good. Maybe I don't know. 
So okay, yeah, yeah. That, that makes I'll me feel better. That. that makes me. If you'd have said, if you'd have put it in the top two, I'd have been like, oh, maybe I should have put it in. I wouldn't have. I still wouldn't have put it in. But I, <laughs> <you> uh, wouldn't. <laughs> it wouldn't have changed my mind. No, but I would have felt worse about it. But I agree with you. Like we should sit and do, you know, a review of those albums. I know that we want to chuck stuff into the playlist, but I think we should sit and actually go through the albums properly mm-hmm. at some point. Um, I think that's that's cool, but yeah, only revelations is for me. Like you, I agree with you. Their best piece of work that they've done by mm-hmm. Country Mile. It's a, nice. it's, a, it's a great album. Yeah, it's a very good album. So thank you for the recommendation. But it's still it's still one all. I did such a big song and dance about the Travis Pepper versus the Rag, and so far we've only had, we've had like, no. two albums go in. <laughs> Although that. Okay. That 14 Steps to a Better You album is one of my favourite finds. Um, mm-hmm. Chief mm-hmm. of Quality Control said to me this weekend that his favourite album that he's discovered from... Uh, our playlist? Our, our from playlist? the Travis Pepper show as in, it, uh, in a stro- whole yeah, yeah, is, okay. is, is Future Dust by the Amazons. That's his favourite album really? that he's found so far. Oh. So. Yeah, yeah, he played, shocked, he, played, he played that. He played that in the car a couple of times when we were on holiday. So yeah, it's yeah. a good album. They're cool. Yeah. They're very cool. Nice. So yeah, unfortunately, Biffy, not for me. What are we doing now, sir? Where are we going to? Let's do the social dilemma. I think. Uh-huh. Let's do that. Okay. 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 Get excited. Woo! So I've done a lot of talking. <laughs> so do you want to do the uh, what? <laughs> Get excited. Woo! Oh, he's Mar- Mario is back. Okay. <laughs> what does okay. he say? Mario. It's me. Um so yeah, the social, familiar. <laughs> the social <laughs> dilemma. It's a film, the a documentary that came out uh this year via via Netflix. It's um it's a bit interesting the format of this. So uh what they do is they're interviewing ex employees of all these big su- social media uh, companies and basically they uh, they're interviewing them getting their opinions on uh, what's wrong with social media basically and throughout that they also do a dramatic dramatized uh, narrative of uh, this this kind of family and they're just showing acted out scenarios and how it works and they, they don't use a specific uh, social media platform. It's like an anonymous, it's like a made up social media platform, but you can draw parallels very, very easily to stuff like Instagram, Facebook, and uh, Twitter and stuff like that. And it pissed me off actually. That what the, uh, the, dr- the, the, the acting bit. Yeah. That pissed me off. I think I think I really let the whole thing down. Hmm. Okay. Coming in strong. well no i i I, I did because do you know what they they were like they 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 have a big song and dance about how there's all this propaganda on social Mm -hmm. media there's all this propaganda all this fake stuff and then they follow it up with a fake narrative and i'm like well that's really hypocritical because what you're saying is there's loads of propaganda and then you're feeding us a fake made-up story which emphasizes the point that you want it to emphasize that's just gone against what you're saying it's they're using it though as a summary of how it can happen. So what is it they, real though? It could be. Quite easily. Is it though? Is it it's not though, is it? It's not real. Well no, but they couldn't that, go they couldn't go in and film an actual family <laughs> who who as all of this drama happens. So 
That's it's like me showing you some fake news and being like, yeah, it could be real. And you'd be like, well, no, it's not Luke. Well, it could be. You, that's what you'd say to me. You were like, it could be real. I'd be like, well, sorry, no, sorry. I'd say to you, it could be real. And you'd be like, it's not Luke. It's fake news. <laughs> to me, that's the, that's what their little family scenario but the, what they, was. What they were doing was they were using it as an ex, as a way to... So I think when they were talking about... Because they talk about data. And not everyone knows what that means. Not everyone knows what data means. And like when you say that they've got an algorithm, people like people imagine like a huge formula written on a whiteboard or something like that, or AI, like they said, you think of Terminator. So it's actually quite hard to visualize it. So in that dramatization, they had um, basically three guys as the AI in the phone. And... Mm -hmm they were displayed as people. And I think that makes made that kind of a lot easier to understand when they were saying like, what, what, what do you mean you're selling my data and, and my, you know, my thought process? Like, what do you mean? And then they showed these three guys talking about it as if they were human beings as opposed to an actual algorithm. Mm. And so they go, okay, because he swiped on this or look, look, like scrolled and he stayed for an extra two seconds on this post, we think he'll be very susceptible to this form of advertising. Bam, sold to the highest bidder. We've just, uh, that was just $3 uh, that we've just got off this shoe company uh, because he stopped and looked at this epic fail sport video at the same time. So it's propaganda though, isn't it? What is them? Them putting human beings there as the algorithm. It's, it's it's personifying. It's personifying something that isn't a human, and it may and it puts an image into your head that makes you think it's worse. In my mind, and it's I'm not saying that it's a good thing, but I'm saying by actually seeing the humans there and mm -hmm. personifying the algorithm, it makes you like, oh shit, that's bad, and then that's not fair. That goes against the, exactly the point that they're trying to make, which is why I'm. So I like, don't think so. I completely, I completely I disagree. Do. I think that shows I, that I, that makes it easier for people to understand what it really is. Well, no, because then you should have done like a, a, I don't know, like a whiteboard drawing or something or an animation or something like that. By actually creating what they created for me makes, I don't, I don't know. I just lost respect for it because I was like, the points you're making are some really valid points. And it's undermined by the fact that you've created this fake Mm. personification of technology which to me I, I i wasn't inspired by it i i was like that just makes me go you're manipulating things to prove your point which isn't a fair argument i'm i just think it's a different way of like teaching some people because no. like before then people people when they've explained it before i've like oh that doesn't really make much sense don't really make much sense and by actually you know they, you know, like in schools, like if you're learning physics or something like that, and people aren't understanding how like wave particle duality works, getting students to like stand up and walk around a room pretending to be particles can help people visualize what's actually happening and understand it better. But that's not lying. I mean, if people then go, oh, believe, go home believing that they're a wave of light and they're a particle, then yeah, maybe there's a bit lost in translation, but they're not actually saying that these are human beings, but they're sh showing you an example, an embodiment of what is actually going on behind the scenes. Um, 
which the, but it, uh, which but, I think but is how just do you, how how do you, you say it's like yeah like you say there though it's an embodiment it's not an actual representation what you're talking about with particles is scientifically proved and that happens so you're getting people to create something that has been scientifically proven that it does happen whereas what they've done is created a fake story well a story based on true events and then made that and then personified that so it's different because that story that they've retold is arguably a fake story situations like that do happen but what they've yeah. created is their own fake narrative so it's different to actually saying okay we're going to recreate this biological process that's proven they've got a well, fake the algorithm's story proven. doing it yeah the, al- the algorithms actually exist so when those three guys are actually saying what's happening that's actually, what's ha- that's actually what that's actually what happens that's but it's but it's not in the same way that you're all the class of 30 children that are walking around the room pretending to be a gas instead of a liquid, you know, <laughs> like that's, <laughs> they are not a gas, you know, <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> but so, so I, yeah, that's, that's my, that's my take on that as well. But there is, there is more that's in this documentary as well as other than this, uh, drama yeah, yeah, yeah. Bit. let's talk about other things i like how we're kind of locking horns on that though and yeah, it definitely. gives a good, good contrast in opinion and everybody knows the morons always going to lose this is my problem <laughs> like <laughs> yeah <laughs> but well, carry on let's well, talk no, about some other stuff in it yeah i'd like to like i mean it gripped me quite early on uh there was a quote that was in there um uh which is if you're not paying for the product you are the product and yeah. uh which i thought caught me quite well and really gripped me into the story that they're saying because basically they're not um we're not paying for facebook we're not paying for twitter we're not paying for instagram companies are paying instagram and facebook for our data you know our stuff like that um but quite early on they had this guy who he had quite an interesting look to him he was the dreadlocked guy with the five bit he was my loved him. He was my favorite out of all them. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just because he, of, he, he kind of said, he said, if you're uh, his comment on the, if you're not paying for the product, then you are the product. He said, no, not really. You're not the product. The product is changing the way you think, and companies pay Facebook, Instagram to shift how you perceive something by what he said, like 1%. And he said, it doesn't seem that bad. If if suddenly you and your group of friends are 1% more inclined to buy Nike, Nike, um, then you can, That's that doesn't seem like a big thing. But when you have, you know, 1 billion people, maybe not a billion, but like a million people who have see an advert that makes them 1% more likely to buy something, then that is a lot of money going back. And that is quite a big uh, thing, which was quite but that's interesting. Just, but what you're talking about there is just marketing, right? Like if you saw t- if you saw an advert on a billboard, that advert is put on a billboard to change the way that you think. Yeah, and people might drive people might drive past that every day, and then like you say, one percent of those people in the cars might go, "Oh shit, I'm going to buy a Nike. I'm going to buy an iPhone." Yeah, yeah. And what what they comment on the fact is there was the guy in a panel that said, "Oh, this is this is just the same conversation we had when the newspapers came out. This was the same conversation that we had uh, when TV marketing uh, had." Um, and then mm. what uh, the main guy? I can't remember his name. Is it Trist- Tristan Harris? I think is the main guy. Yeah, I think uh, it is actually. That rings a bell. I yeah, think you've pulled that out. Well he done. he said correct. But we currently have regulations for those because 
The type of adverts that kids can see on a Saturday morning when we're watching cartoons are regulated. Um, you're not allowed to post certain stuff to, uh, and that's regulated by boards and government bodies. Okay, yeah, that's true. But it, Facebook and Instagram are not, and so yeah, uh, and not only are they not, but they are such a big source of information, and they're far more guaranteed than um, putting a billboard up. So mm. it, it, they can they can. If you were like, oh, what was it? The example they said, oh, we want to convince a load of uh, believers in flat earth to, they're the kind of audience we want. Facebook goes, I know who all of them are. And this is going to come straight yeah, yeah, onto yeah. their feed as opposed to like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. having, I don't know. I, I guess if you have a billboard in a certain place compared to a certain place, you know, yeah, yeah. you're more likely to get a certain what audience. The, tar the targeted advertising is another level and it's, it makes complete sense. Because so efficient it's very it is very efficient what do you know where i found the documentary to become scary is when it started talking about the divide that social media is creating between the left and the right yeah and centrist governments really are losing that. out um because you know they showed the the bell curves in the in the um mm. thing and how they separated yeah i agree that was yeah i'm i'm quite a devil's advocate middle of the road kind of guy like to hear both sides of the story and i i can see in conversations and stuff just that divide actually happening so which is yeah, a bit yeah, yeah. which is quite scary um that scared me the suicide rates increasing in young girls i've got that i've got that written be. here as well because it it shocked yeah. me so much so yeah that was si quite shocking since Let's the invention of social media that's not true. The invention of social media hitting the mobiles, I think. Hitting the mobiles, sorry. Uh, 2009. Yeah, it's when it, it's when it, beca oh, yeah, well, it's when it became accessible. Earlier. Earlier. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So social media had been around, but what they were saying is they looked at when social media became accessible on the mobile phone. 2009, 2011-ish, I think it was. Yeah. But anyway, sorry, um, carry on. US hospital emissions for non-fatal self-harm raised, increased by 62% in girls aged 15 to 19, and raised 189% in girls aged 10 to 14. And the rate. So, sorry, that was self harm. Yeah. Non fatal. And suicide raised 70% mm -hmm. in girls aged 15 to 19, and 151% in girls aged 10 to 14. And so, girls between 10 to 14, 151% increase in the space of 12 months. And for um, people thinking like suicide. maybe this is that's just mad. like maybe this is just uh, like an exponential thing that's going up because of I don't know this is it's just how society's going and it was increasing before it's increasing after that it wasn't increasing before it was fluctuating yeah but it wasn't it wasn't dramatically increasing in any way in the decades before 2009 um, which is just to think that you know. 10 ages 10 just like a little girl between 10 and 14 one oh, it's mad oh. <laughs> it, is, it is mad it is mental um it is very mad and it's, it's it's a really interesting documentary because it highlights as i say the fact that we are monitored the fact that we are mm. our data is sold and we are, are you know we are sold for our engagement which is obviously true because somebody's has to well i've always known that I've known mm. them for a long time, but somebody has to fund these apps, right? Somebody has to, and we don't, we don't pay for them. So no. 
the, the marketers do. Um, and do you know what I found really weird about this is mm. I was like, I can really see the interesting side of how this needs to be regulated, how mm-hmm. this needs mm-hmm. to be sorted because it's getting out of hand. But then the flip side is there's so much good social media. Like we can't bag that documentary because, because we're on now. Instagram. I hate it so much. <laughs> I was there the well, whole look, thing look, just look, like, look. Oh, it's like such a double-edged Man. sword. And, and look at how much fun we're having creating this podcast and putting it online mm-hmm. and then sharing it on Instagram and, and the connections we're making. You know, we've got somebody that wants to come on and do an interview, which is mm-hmm. really cool. You know, yeah. like we've got these other people that we're meeting. We've got all this stuff coming through. And, and it's like, that's cool. Yeah. That wouldn't be possible without social. Mm-hmm. And so it's a fucking double-edged sword, isn't it? Because we'd be, we'd, I think we'd be hypocritical to sit here and be like, Everybody must follow this because we are <laughs> we are yeah. not advocates. Well, it's the thing, um, like the regulations thing. Like the, the, the goal would be for like if regula- regulations came in would to be not to affect the kind of stuff that we're doing, uh, which is mm. just making a fool of ourselves because we want to. Um, but the the goal would be to you know reduce those kind of self harm rates and 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 everything like that, um, and also. The the the, the oh, what was the name of the dreadlock guy? I feel bad calling him dreadlock guy, but I can't remember. Is it? I can't remember his name either. He's very cool. He released he, he released cool a book character. and he he explained things so so well. Um, the way the way he, the way he um spoke about them. So he was a standout, and also uh uh, uh Chazlo, the French gentleman who basically invented the YouTube recommendation album. Uh, algorithm um he invent he basically sat there invented it and he said like it, it he he's so upset that he invented it because of the way it gets used uh and mm. and it's like you know it's one of those things it's you know atomic power nuclear power great but also created the nuclear bomb it was used in a way you know, someone someone created it as, as as a positive, but it was used in a way that's not particularly good. Um, it's, it's exactly the same thing as what they said about the like button, right? They they were like, we created the like button for Facebook because we're thinking it's going to share joy and it's going to share positive messages because people like things and it spreads and it's exactly. and it brings good happy feelings. But actually, what's happened is people get depressed if they don't get yeah, likes. Yeah. So like actually the flip side of this like button that we thought was only going to create good was the fact that actually now we've got people that are depressed or even committing suicide over the fact they're not getting the recognition. They're not getting as many likes as their friends mm-hmm. and that impacts them in a negative way. Yeah. So I thought that was a really interesting part. I was like, ah, oh, yeah, something as simple as the like button. Yeah. How many likes have you had on that? Two. And and all oh, of them yeah. say, all of them say, like they, they they don't think there was any one person. They they all struggle to specify one thing, and they say because it's not just one thing. It's not one big bad guy at the top that was saying, I want to manipulate everyone's data. It was lots of yeah, people yeah. putting their heads together and saying like, oh, how do we make this? And you know, if you how do we make money from it? It all comes back to money. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's yeah. what they're thinking. How can we make cash from it? And that's the thing, because they say towards the end, uh, one of them, one of the other guys that was pretty cool, he said, um, the reason why this is going to continue going is because there's no fiscal reason to change. Like at the moment in, in the world, dead trees are worth more than alive trees. Dead whales are worth more 
than alive whales. So companies will continue to kill whales and destroy cheese trees because it's more financially we said cheese then. yeah i said that by accident <laughs> and so destroy cheese <laughs> destroy all the cheese um and in the same way cheese um we are more valuable to these companies staring at a screen than going out and living our lives so there's no fiscal incentive for them to change no nah. and this is where nah. whole like regulations with you know government would would hopefully you know, like the intent would be to make it more fiscally beneficial to encourage those things and encourage more healthy stuff. Like yes, having, hard, a, li it's having a live trees, having a live whales, <laughs> a live cheese as well. Yes. Um, because there's certain people in the world, dude, that are just going to be like, well, I push a button and then McDonald's arrives at the front door. What's not to love? Like, yeah, yeah. I don't want to change that. Like, I push this button and then there's a McFlurry at my doorstep in 20 minutes. Like, mm. I want that. Um, so I think, you know, there's there's a certain portion of people that will be quite happy to... Uh, it, I think it brings so much benefit, bene beneficial aspects to people that they won't want to did i say that right you're looking at me like yeah they bring so many benefits to people that um i think there's a lot that they'll want to keep if that makes yeah. sense yeah and it's convenient and the other thing that they a lot of them don't really think that there's something wrong because uh another thing that they said is uh you oh no that was a quote from the truman show they quoted the truman show and they said uh why does why doesn't Harry, so Truman show, I don't know if people have watched it, but basically it's a guy, Jim Carrey, in a, Jim Carrey he's in a, rea a, a false reality and he's being videoed, but he was born there and he thinks that that's reality. And they, you know, question, they asked, you know, why, why hasn't he questioned it? And the producer of the show says, uh, well, we all accept the reality of the world that you're presented with. Um, which is true. So people who just grow up thinking this is the way things are, you can't, sometimes you don't think that there's anything wrong. And this is how people get different information. And uh, again, Dreadlocks guy, so good in this. <laughs> he, he said, um, <laughs> he said, um, if you go on Wikipedia, everyone, we're all looking at, and we go on the same article, we're looking at the same information. The same information is there for everybody on Wikipedia. Now, if you imagine Wikipedia, uh, if you go on the same article as all everyone in the world, but you have different information tailored to you to make you feel good about what your opinion is. So all of the information on Wikipedia supports you. That is social media. Yeah. And okay. that's a social media yeah, feed. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was a, the way he phrased that. I was like, Oh God. Yeah, that's true. Imagine that we'd all be failing our, university assignments if wikipedia was different for everyone so yeah I so basically crazy. the review from travis and the moron is watch this documentary for the guy that has the dreadlocks that's all <laughs> i'm gonna so I'm, I'm just you you <laughs> carry guy. on i'm gonna keep i've got nothing more to say you, i'm done i just want to i no, just want to pick the dreadlock guy up i'm just trying to find his name is it it's yaron lanier Jaron Lanier. Jaron Lanier. So watch it for Jaron Lanier. Don't watch it for any other reason. Oh, there's some great, re salt. great reasons to watch it. No, oh, there's, I, there's some great reasons. 
There is some great reasons. I think it's such a double-edged sword because I think social media brings so much good mm. as well as so much negativity. Yeah, um, and I find myself being like hypocritical and stuff because when I was in my old band, I was like, if I wasn't in my band, I'd get rid of Facebook. And now I'm in a different country. I'm like, I would get rid of Facebook, but you know, it's easy for people to keep in touch and stuff. And now it's like, oh, I think I'd get rid of Instagram. I'm plugging this, my podcast now. So I don't know. There's always an excuse. And dude, we wouldn't be friends if it weren't for Facebook. Facebook kept us in contact and made us connect again. Like we wouldn't be sitting here doing this if it weren't for Facebook. And there's no way I'd have bothered to find out what your number was again. Like, <laughs> yeah. Basically, you you only like me because I, I was there. Like yeah, you, you were you easily walked, accessible. You, you walked into a pub, right? And you knew that there was a pub down the street, which probably had a lot more options in. But you looked around the room and saw me and went, eh, go on, I'll, I'll be his friend then. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Oh, and, and you can thank all of that to Facebook. There we go. So in conclusion, thanks, Facebook. That's open <laughs> <laughs> so I, I personally, I thought this was an amazingly structured yeah, it's um, very good. documentary. Very, very good. Um, yeah. Everyone should watch it because it's very, 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 very 100%. interesting. Yeah. Definitely watch it. Yeah. Definitely watch it. But once you've watched it, don't enjoy it so much that you delete and never listen to Mentor in a Moron again. Or if you do, we, subscribe we to you. us on Spotify first before you do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, you, so, you, so you get it. Don't let it. Don't let it put you off the podcast. We need all of you, please. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm such a beg. Can you yeah. see how I pull women now? Please, please go out with me. Oh, <laughs> babe. What are you like? <laughs> I need you. <laughs> I need you. That's yeah, probably why you settled either. for me in the pub, because that wasn't working Spoiler. on any of the better looking women. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, that's fair. That's very true. Um, are we, do we have time for the final? Or are we going to wrap it up? I think we have time for the final. I want to squeeze it. Okay. Squeeze it in. You want to squeeze it? Because uh, okay. I, right. um, squeeze it. I've got some recommendations for this week. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Let's get flying then, because we're hundred we're hundred and fifteen minutes in. Hundred and fifteen? No, we're not hundred and fifteen. We're one <laughs> hour and fifteen. Which is I just looked at the which, screen. Which, which, like, which is one, how many minutes, five. Luke? Hundred and fifteen. Seventy-five. 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 I know. I know. It's all right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So final review of this week is Permanent Hermit by Ruby Fields so this was from the rag she's Aussie I think she is you've probably she done is. a bit more research Correct. than me on this yeah yeah she's from she's from Sid she's from Sydney she's from a place called Cronulla which uh, I know quite well um, which is a little yeah. suburb in Sydney oh nice nice place what? nice place doesn't have a doesn't have a train line to it though which really pisses me off oh let's get a bus there Oh, okay. So, well, I just checked out her her biography on Spotify, and it says "average chick." Yeah, and do you know what? That's that's a great. That is a very very good way to describe her because she is yeah. your average chick, which I kind of like. You know, she's yeah. not she's she's not a princess. She's just like a mucker. Do you know what? In a nice way, though, like she's a mucker, which you hear um, in the music like as well. Like, yeah, the style you get that in the music. music you, the, it's punky in it she's mm -hmm. a mucker she's grizzly she's like and 
she she started her the research I did on her. She started busking when she was thirteen, which I thought was quite cool. Mm-hmm. Um, shot to fame at the age of nineteen when one of her tracks went viral. Um, I think that track's called "I Want," which isn't on this um, album. But okay. actually, while we mention that, this isn't an album that he's given us. Does that is that allowed? It's, this is actually an EP, is it not? It's an extended play. Yeah, yeah. Is that in the rule book? Do we do we let that slide? Let's see how the review goes, I guess, and then then we can decide okay. at the end whether. It's so right. yeah, it's it's an EP. It's seven tracks. Do you know what? I quite like how digestible it is. You know, if you compare it to Frank Turner, where you've got twenty-one tracks, yeah, of absolute yeah. like hanging on. This mm. is quite nice. It's quite short and sweet. It's twenty-five, twenty-seven minutes or something like that. Um, she's twenty-two years old. The, do you know? Do you know the people that I thought of straight away? Like you say, she's got that kind of like punky. I think she's got a punky. Um, teenage kicks is the way I'd describe yeah, it, kind yeah, of vibe yeah, yeah. to some of her songs. And her lyrics are very Lily Allen, Kate Nash. Oh, yeah. Style. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's, that's, that's what I've got from her. I think they're, they're, cause they're, I don't want to say mundane because that sounds horrible, but they're, they're about familiar stuff. So, like the first track, Dinosaurs. Uh, so she starts quite soft and she's just talking about how, what happened? She's just like, oh, when I was a kid, I used to like dinosaurs. Um, but now I'm not like that confident and I don't put, think about dinosaurs that much anymore. And it's quite, it's a very, very simple like concept, but it was very, very endearing. And I remember listening to that song being like, oh, okay, right. You know, I feel like we could have a chat about dinosaurs or something, you know, very, yeah. very personable. And, uh, yeah, about halfway through the song, I was like, you know what? Because this was this was the first I I didn't listen to or look up anything about her before I just stuck, clicked play, and I was like, I think this could have like a bit of a punky vibe. It could really just you know, if it kicked in right now, I wouldn't be. Oh, it kicked in right now. Oh, nice. And then it, like suddenly, all the guitars, drums kick in, and uh, she's got what, that, is that about of, three minutes in. It yeah, kicks yeah, off. yeah. Yeah, I was unsure about that. I didn't mind it, but I also was a bit like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I think. It was one of those things where I, I listening to it, I got the vibe that she was just a singer songwriter kind of thing. And it wasn't like this kind of punk rocky thing. And then suddenly that kicked in and I was like, okay, oh, this is I the actual, this is the actual sound of the album. Right. So it was jarring. Okay, I'll get you. I'll give you that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Because yeah, yeah. her opening line for that track is I'm scared of Huntsman's and I was fucking scared of Huntsman's Are they spiders? They're big, they're big spiders. But yeah, they're hard. Like she says, I'm scared of huntsmen. I think she says, even though they're harmless, she says something about their eyes. Yeah, they are harmless, but they are massive, man. You do not want to. Yeah. Oh, God. Fuck, fuck dealing with one of them. Right. Um, but she, she talks about very, I mean, like, she's got a song called Dingo. Dingo. That's an Australian Eat. dog. It's a fucking dingo, man. Um, so she is very, uh, Aussie. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like I say, Climber is a second track in it. And she talk, she opens that. She's talking about bug spray, isn't she? Pass me the, the bug spray. Because I'm well, s- yeah. scared of being eaten. Something like that. But again, I've written for that track. It's again, quite teenage Rocky, Lily Allen, Kate Nash. I've come with the same thing. Yeah. And I've said she, she talks about the classic pitfalls of being young. 
Do you know what I mean? And it mm-hmm. brought me back a little bit, not that I'm going to compare it because I don't think it's anyway in the same league, but it brought me a little bit back to Arctic Monkeys' first album, whatever people say I am, that's what I'm not. Yeah. In terms of the lyric, lyrically, it's kind of talking about going to the pub with your mates, you've met a girl, you're having <laughs> a beer, you know, she's doing the same thing. I like dinosaurs, I'm getting bitten by bugs. Like, it's all fairly simple. <laughs> Those didn't like, sound similar in the slightest, but, <laughs> no, but- like, I get, I, I get what you mean. Like, I've, I've listened it's to the song. classic pit of being being a young teenager yeah, yeah. spun yeah. into a very nice thing um um yeah climate was I, i've got it's just it was quite fun it's got it's got more of a pop punk kind of style with the riffs uh which i thought was quite cool it reminded me of another aussie band uh, called stand atlantic who were a, a kind of pop punk band so um no, quite similar uh, which i thought was cool and then trouble two minutes 24 seconds long Short and, like um, Short and sweet. I wasn't that much of a fan of Trouble. It was like immediately I was just like, this sounds like Joan Jett meets the Sex Pistols. Um, so this was like. It reminded me of you, this, this uh, song. Trouble. Why? What about it? Yeah. Because she says, but I can't have sex unless the lights are off. So I was like, that's a Travis kind of thing. But then she what? goes on to say. <laughs> Sorry, just, I only have sex with floodlighting in my room. Like, <laughs> that, every, literally, everyone needs to look as pale as possible. Everyone. Imagine that, love. Bring, bring <laughs> the girl back. Excuse me, love. Flip the floodlights on. And action. <laughs> As you drop your strides and action. <laughs> There's leopard sound oh, effects dear. going on in the background. Hook it up. Don't know why. What, what, what are you banging your chest? <laughs> you know, like leopards I do. I was just trying to make like a little, like, yeah, <laughs> little kind of animal, animalistic sound. But, <clears throat> but okay. no, it, it says, uh, no, basically the next line is, it wasn't that line that really reminded me of you. Okay. The, 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 follow up, the follow-up line, she says, and I'll play to heaps of crowds even though I'm anxious and I'm a coward. And I was like, in the ni- in a nice way, that kind of reminds me of you a little bit. Like, you're very much a showman, but you're also very much an introvert. Do you know what I mean? Like, you're very like, I was like, you would get on with this girl because you'll get up on stage and you'll, you know, I've seen you, I've seen you yeah, play yeah. slapping the bass. And slapping it the was bass. like when I watched that, watched that video of you and I was like, who's that? pole next to you and you were like oh that's tom and he was like completely didn't move like i'm surprised he <laughs> even i'm surprised he even had enough movement to strum the guitar like he was so <laughs> stiff <laughs> I was like, yeah. how's that dude playing the guitar and standing so still at the same time it's beyond it's but, beyond still yeah, i think we're playing um, madness as well yeah yeah you were playing madness and so. it was like baggy trousers or something it's like one one step beyond i think yeah one step beyond one step beyond that was it yeah how can you not move and and he's like not moving at all but you're there you're jamming away and i'm just like that's really cool um my my favorite track without any shadow of a doubt is dingo dingo is my favorite uh longest track on this thing five minutes 28 seconds you're liking the long tracks at the moment yeah yeah well maybe i just want for what i haven't got (laughs) (laughs) oh mate oh bab well i've got for dango i've got um this is for dango uh we kind of moved out this it it's a bit more like that delay lead guitar ambient kind of sound i wrote down it reminded me of um stereophonics a little bit 
and oh, a little I've bit u It's got I've written it's got a Foles vibe to it. It gave me a Foles vibe. Oh, it's not that vibe. bad. Come on. <laughs> Ending this call now. Finished episode. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> um, Season cancelled. <laughs> See, this is me getting you to uh, cancel before uh, the end. But, no, um, I'm not. I'm going to stick through it, even if you do this false. Yeah, I like Dingo. Dingo um, was probably my favourite, uh, along with Dinosaurs. <laughs> uh, I didn't you... like Dodgy Neighbours and Tax Evaders. I liked the verses. Dodgy Neighbours and Tax Evaders. Dodgy Neighbours and Tax Evaders. You, I love the verses That's very on them. punky, isn't it, though? And the, yeah, the chorus like was a bit like, uh-huh, uh-huh, okay. And then suddenly, I don't know, the lead singer of the Pogues comes out of nowhere and goes, rah, 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 at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I really like the Pogues. <laughs> I feel like if we were all drunken in a pub and he came on and did that, I'd be like, I'd be like, yeah, go on, mate. <laughs> but like, yeah, sit, sitting casually, you know, with my headphones on, I was just like, all right, okay, no, I liked him. Ah, okay. Do you know what? Sorry, I just have to quickly jump back to, to Dingo. There yeah. isn't anything about the song that I've written here, but I just did make me smile just reading this back. I've actually said I really noticed that the production is not as good on this compared to Biffy Clyro. Like the production mm. of the album and the sound is actually very, very poor. And then I've said, oh no, am I becoming a fucking music snob like Travis? <laughs> no, I, I think... <laughs> I'm actually turning into you. It but definitely, it's, it's, it, definitely is. I don't know if that's whether they just didn't have much money or that's the kind of vibe that they were going for because it suited the style to have it more punky and more a bit uh, lo-fi. Yeah. But... um yeah, I think it suited it um, to have that kind of toned down, less production style on it. But that's so funny that you brought up that guy, that guy <laughs> singing. I quite yeah. liked him. Yeah, he had his moments, like on the second yeah. listen, maybe. Um, um, Connie, I said it sounds much a bit at more the like, end. Yeah, Connie, I said it had a bit of a feeder vibe, uh, feeder stereophonics vibe crossover. God bless turbulence. I just mm. I yeah, found I've written that nothing crazy about this song. It it seemed a bit co- it seemed a bit cheesy. I don't know, not cheesy, but I don't know. The chorus just felt a bit silly. The God bless turbulence song. I didn't. Uh, I yeah. can't even remember it. God bless, God bless turbulence. Like I don't know. Maybe mm. if I, yeah, it was a bit of an acoustic. By far, Dingo. Like you said, Dingo and Dinosaurs are the two. Yeah, definitely. They're, they're probably the two the standout one. tracks from that. Yeah. Um, it is, but like, it's worth a listen because it's only 20 minutes. So is he, it's is, not going like to eat It's going to, it's going to be a lot easier to digest than an episode of the fucking Travis Pepper show, which just drags on. Yeah. <laughs> and on. Um, uh, yeah. So, th- so my, th- my thing with this album is like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend the album to someone but i'd recommend someone like checks out ruby fields and maybe like whatever happens next might be more gripping for me but i actually haven't listened to the rest of her stuff um i'm well it's all it's all eps she's never done an album and it's the point that i've made is that she's now she's now 22 years old she's still very young she's been in the limelight in australia for three years like it'll be interesting to see she needs a couple more years of making mistakes and yeah yeah. falling in and out of love or something and then she's gonna write an album i reckon at 26 or 27 it's gonna be either gonna be really good or not 
We should keep an eye on her for Definitely. sure. But um, for the for the sake of the game, what are you saying? In or out? I wouldn't Shake put it, it in. All about. I wouldn't put it you in. You wouldn't put it in. But I would agree with you. Yeah. Couple of tracks. Maybe. We've had we've had so we've drawn so many blanks. Yeah. We started so well with Don Broco and Lime Cordial, and yeah, then yeah. it's just gone. And then it went Black Key, and no, it went Frank Turner. Yeah, Black Keys, Biffy Clyro, and then now Ruby Fields. God, we're so rude. What? <laughs> what? What a what a gripping. Yeah, we're also very technical as well. Um. No, 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 but there's loads of that. You know, it's like that Foles got knocked back, didn't they? You know? And, yeah, yeah. And they're, they're, they're fantastic. They've got some great stuff out there, but we'll just see what happens. And that's yeah. the beauty of the Travis Pepper. Playlist. It is. My and man. The, so, and the beauty is that we get to do recommendations every week. So for next week, uh, we've got the book uh, Shoe Dog already. You're going to get through that? Yeah, yeah. I'll you're going to be ready? I'll be ready for next week. Um, okay, cool. Love that. And what else? Oh, so we need two more recommendations. So I've, I've got a documentary. Well, one of them needs to be your album, doesn't it? Okay. Because right. it's you, te- technically it's your week in Travis Pepper versus The Rag. Okay. Because this week should have been, last week should have been Biffy. This week should have been Ruby. So we're back to you for music. So if yeah. you want to do music and documentary for next week, that's cool. Okay. So a lot of people have recommended me this documentary. It is, uh, I'm sure I'm, Assuming you'll be able to watch it, it's David Attenborough's Extinction the Facts. Have you seen anything about David this? David Attenborough. Extinct in the Facts. Extinction the Facts. And it's uh, BBC Extinction. One. It's got a comma in there. Yeah. Extinction. Extinction. The Extinction. Facts. Extinction the Facts. I can send you a link if you're struggling. Um. But it's a it's a it's a short one, just um, just an hour documentary. Uh, it's on it's on um, BBC iPlayer. Yeah, I've got eleven months left to watch it. Is that enough time? Just about. But I'd really appreciate it if you did it within the next seven days. <laughs> oh, he's he's not looking bad in his little photo, is he? Yeah. He, how old is he? He's doing so 80, well. What's something? he? What's he on? What's he on? He's on nature, mate nature <laughs> just a, he's 94 yeah he looks so good for 94 fuck man if he 94. was walking around if he was walking around an old people's home looking like that the ladies in there would be going absolutely ape shit for him yeah and the staff would be like, like you're specimen. taking the cheek like no reason either he looks that. like a specimen to say he's 94 no he must be on botox geezer's not got a wrinkle in his head he must be He's just loving life. Um, he looks incredible. Yeah, so in- Extinction the Fact. Um, I haven't seen it. This has been recommended by quite a few people. And so we're okay. going to... I think we should watch that. Um, okay. I've got another documentary that we'll do another time um, from another one of our mates. And um, album. Okay, so um, I'm going to do another little genre jump, I think. Um I'm torn between I'm torn between two bands at the moment because um, Rag pointed out that there are no women female singers in our playlist. I mean, we've had there we've had none. Block Party and we had London Grammar, but they didn't make it into the playlist. Block Party is a male singer, but it's got a female in the band. So I was saying there's no females yeah, whatsoever. Yeah. Okay, female female drummer. Yeah. yeah. 
We're very sexist. I shouldn't say that. We're not sexist. Um, <laughs> That's going to be clipped and t- taken against us. <laughs> I might, I might, I might clip it and like, put it on the Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Don't joke, Luke. Um, oh so, um, I was, I had thought of another we love band. Women. Yeah, I thought of this band, and it was a band I really, really liked. But I've just gotten into this other band, which I'm so excited for, um, and I kind of want to recommend them to you instead. So I think I'm going to put. Um, this other artist on the back burner and I'm going to give you uh, Ripe is the band and the album's called Joy in the Wild Unknown never heard of it Ripe I, I only Join. heard of them a couple weeks ago so oh, okay so this is like this is like fresh yeah. this well, is fresh this is album, fresh out of the oven the album came out in 2018 what's it called Ripe uh, Joy in the Wild Unknown Joy do you know what? That fits really well because we've got extinction facts outside. That's what I was thinking. Joy, joy in the wild. Next week is going to be wild. Yes. We're talking about running. We're talking about extinction facts. And, and having joy in the world unknown. unknown. Just like David Attenborough did. At the age of 94. Yeah, man. And on that fantastic note, I'm going to love you and leave you. I think that's wise. As always, man. It's been a pleasure. And uh, I'll see you next week, pal. Bye. Take care. Love lots. Bye for now. Bye. 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 See ya. Ciao. It's the Travis Pepper Show. Thanks for listening, guys. If you had as much fun listening as we did prattling about on record, then tune in next week where we'll do it all again. But between now and then, you can follow us on Instagram by searching Mentoring a Moron. So good luck trying to get that out of your search history.